You were born in the Philippines, but when you were a little girl, you moved with your family to Canada. These days, you work as a product designer, and you live with your family in Toronto, but you're engaged to somebody in Vancouver. Which Canadian city is actually better? And what if it's actually Montreal? You'll have to listen to find out. This is one of my favorite conversations I've ever had. Let's get into it. Hey, popping in top of the episode for a special announcement. I'm building out the Home Life Design Lab course as we speak. It'll be a month-long live experience focused on transforming your home life. Transforming your home from being a place of stagnation to consistent growth, from loneliness to deep connection, and from bored exhaustion zonked out in front of the TV to really inspired impact in the world around you. Though TV watching will always be allowed, no way I'm taking that away from anybody. And you'll get to do it with some really interesting folks around the world. It's going to be good. This course will be a few hundred bucks in the future, but annual premium subscribers to the Home Life Design Lab newsletter are going to get it completely for free as a bonus. If you sign up by March 31st to be an annual premium subscriber to the newsletter, you'll get this as a free bonus. So check out the link in the show notes because I want to see you in this course. Um, Consider it. I would love to see you there. Enough with this. Let's get on with the episode. Hello and welcome. This is Home Life for Extraordinary Impact. On this show, you're going to witness some raw in-the-moment research I'm doing with experts and everyday people all around the world. What am I researching? One central question. How do you design your life at home for growth, connection, and making your greatest impact in the world? On this podcast, I'm going to be doing that research, and you can follow along with my analysis and findings on the Home Life Design Lab newsletter. Um, I'll tell you more a little bit later about how you can subscribe to that. I'm Matt Barrios. I'm a dad, a husband, and a researcher and writer. I'll be your host today as we explore the topic of home life. Uh, I get to have a special guest with us. Her name is Ali Inko. Ali was actually my uh, my instructor, my teacher during a UX design research boot camp that I went through through Memorizely. Uh, you know, she just did a great job of uh, helping me get my bearings on uh, what design research looks like, and I'm so thankful that she was down to uh, do this interview. So, Ali, thanks for participating in this with me and being down to be a person I chat home life with. Thank you. I was super excited to be contacted. This fulfills my podcast fantasies, so <laughs> I will take any any opportunity to be on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Everybody who's listening, just reach out to Ali nonstop. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure out how to contact her. <laughs> anything at all. <laughs> Even if I know nothing, I love it. I'll just talk. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's an important skill to have in life. I- I'm that way too. So, um, well, Ali, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, things that you'd love for people to, to know about you? And uh, yeah, so people have a little bit of who is Ali? Yeah. So my name is Ali. As Matt said, I currently live in a tiny, tiny town near Toronto. Um, by day, I'm usually doing, I'm usually in Figma. I'm a product designer. Um even sometimes teaching UX research, like what Matt mentioned earlier. But honestly, by night and weekends, I love being at home. I am a homebody. I shamelessly tell people about it. I'm usually like stuck at home. Not stuck. I choose to be stuck at home, eating a bag of chips, reading books with a blanket, mm-hmm. preferably a weighted one. But yeah, okay. that's me. So really talking to you about home is really a sweet spot conversation. I hope so. <laughs> I love it. That's so great. Well, um, you know, what we're going to do, 
you know, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Some of them are like, I mean, you know, the staff as a design reacher, they're kind of consistent across the people who I'm talking to in order to get at similar insights or questions and queries, right? So um, first question that I'm asking everybody is what are the places that you've called home throughout your life? So background on me, I, I moved to Canada when I was eight. I was eight years old. I came from Manila. Um, so of course, there's that vague memory of what the Philippines is. And I always will consider that home. But if I truly think about my day-to-day home, I actually bounce between like three cities in Canada. I think it's a, ever since the pandemic hit and work from home became a normal thing, I found that I would bounce between my current home, which is near Toronto. And then just because this is where I grew up, all that stuff. But also I've been bouncing between Vancouver, which is on the West Coast, simply because my fiance lives there. So I just, I have to see him. <laughs> we take turns visiting. So I have two homes. I actually just came back two days ago from there. And then the third home would be like, this would be if, if I could do anything in my life, I would move to this city. And that's Montreal in Canada. For those that are, that are unfamiliar with Canadian cities, Montreal is in the French province of Canada. So French is like the primary language. I'm obsessed with French culture. Love it all. So I go there for like inspiration. Yeah. That's so cool. I've never been to Montreal, but everybody I've talked to, they're like huge fans of Montreal. Yeah. Like, I think during yeah. the pandemic, because you were stuck with whatever you could drive to, like airplanes were kind of the tricky part in 2020, right? And so my family, when when we could, when it wasn't an intense lockdown, we would just drive to Montreal and it felt like you're in a different, different country. Because of course, French, everything's different language, culture is different, food's different. Well, food's not that different, but Food is better. (laughs) (laughs) So I just, it feels different. Yeah. That sounds great. I'll have to visit. And which of those places, you know, in, uh, it seems like the different places unlock different parts of you, right? So Montreal is like where you go to get creative and inspired. What does um, Vancouver do for you? What does your your home in Toronto, near Toronto do for you? I mean, other than for Vancouver, other than because my loved one is there. (laughs) Um, Love, romance. Yes, romance. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I was thinking about this recently because there's always, at least in my circles, there's always been a debate between Toronto versus Vancouver. There's like a a subtle drama between the two that apparently we don't like each other. I think it's just two big cities being upset. It's like the typical East Coast, West Coast. Sure. And so me being a Toronto person, I really have to be like, give the city a chance. (laughs) I think the beauty of Vancouver, other than having my loved one there, is, is it is truly like if you wanted to combine your outdoor life with the city life, you get best of both worlds because Toronto is just very good at city life. But Vancouver, you can get enough of both where like you could just drive out in 30 minutes and a hike is ready, like beautiful mountain scenery, all of that. But then if you're ready to go for drinks, you can just go drive away again for maybe 20 minutes and you'll find something. So I would say other than outdoorsy and the love of my life being there, not bad. (laughs) yeah there's some compelling you know my wife was uh in uh, in new york when we were dating long distance and everything and and one of the things that she said is uh she had a compelling personal reason to move to san francisco right Mm. and i was the compelling personal reason Uh, that's my claim to fame i should talk to her because that's such a good way to put it a compelling personal reason (laughs) that's what she was telling people who she was like interviewing yeah jobs with like yeah when you're willing willing to like uproot your life and move closer to your partner yeah right like it can uh, you know, not everybody understands that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it happens. And you also, you know, anyways, I digress. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's awesome to hear those different places. And now, you know, this home that you're living in, even though I hear that you're sort of splitting your time, but the place where you currently are, um, 
tell us, you know, give us a little picture of that place. Like you get home, you know, you put down your keys, you know, give us a little walkthrough. Mm -hmm. So I still live in my family home. This is essentially where I lived since I was in high school. I think what made home beautiful is one, I have a strong relationship with my parents, but also they keep renovating this place. <laughs> so it feels nice, Matt. Like um, in this video, you could just see like, I don't even know what these are called. Uh, 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 molding? That like, yeah, the mold. Yeah, you're, you're pointing at this yes. like, line on the we wall. We have like these like New York loft inspired. I don't know, I'm making this up, but like, like my dad did this. Um, you can't see here, but above me, he installed like cedar planks on the ceiling. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They've, they've done well <laughs> since. <laughs> since. And so for me, like home has, is essentially like a representation of how my family has grown and become comfortable in Canada. Um, but it's also just a place that I love so much. So if you walk in, you would see the renos that they've done, which I'm very proud of. But also too, it's just a breath of fresh air, which is kind of weird because you're going inside. But, but I guess like it's really a, a place where I could be myself and really do the hobbies that i love to do that really like fill my cup um mm -hmm. so i don't know if you really want me to put into detail what my house looks like no <laughs> i mean <laughs> that, that's that's awesome so I, what i'm hearing is like you know it, it's like a nice space it's been renovated over time there's a family home feel and you've got good relationships with your family so luckily that makes for it to be mm -hmm. like a really peaceful place and even what that is fascinating though like it feels like a breath of fresh air um you mentioned earlier that you kind of identify as a homebody mm -hmm. right um uh would you say more about how that space helps you be a homebody? Yeah, I think to me, it feels like a breath of fresh air because it sounds funny. The, the image I have is like, sometimes I'll, I'll have to go out. Um, maybe it's meeting other people and mentoring. Maybe it's for work. And there are, honestly, there are just parts of yourself that you're not always going to be vulnerable about. Like you're not going to, the version of me that I show at home is not going to be the version of me that I show to my mentees, right? And so it's almost like I have to take a deep breath and like hold it in. <laughs> And be, mm. and be this person and really approach them where they need me to be. Um, and then when I come home, it's like I can finally exhale and I can return back to like who I am. Um, and so that's why I would call it a breath of fresh air, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you mentioned relationships with mentees outside of the home. And that definitely is a kind of relationship where, you know, you're there for them. For them. Right? Um, yeah. Yes. And you always but have to watch out. Is there like. Like what you say, they might have a different path in life. And so you have to be like ready to, you're by their side. Like you're not pointing where to go, but you're just accompanying them and be like, okay, hey, these are the questions mm -hmm. you have. So I can't, I try my best like not to insert myself, right? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Um, because, you know, you're, you're being a great coach, supporter, mentor, you know, help them get where they need to go, mm -hmm. where they're wanting to go. Um, versus it's a, it sounds like your home is for you, you know, like that's where you get to, exhale and mm -hmm. you know be relieved and um you know delight in that space and you mentioned doing hobbies what are your hobbies yeah so i love to cook so finally my collection of spices are back with me my collection of pots and pans are back with me <laughs> i uh as i mentioned earlier i just came back from vancouver and i had to like be okay with cooking just cooking with just like two sets of like two pots and one pan and so that limits like i mean really good chef could cook anything but like i can't really bake in a teflon pan like that just removed that option but it doesn't work that way yeah. yeah so i love to cook um hands down reading is huge so as much as i travel with my e-reader i still have a bunch of books like i love i love buying thick books so the thick mm. books stay at home <laughs> but the thin books stay with me in my kindle um and so there's mm. just certain like books that I, I wanted to refer back to like whether it's for design work or anything like that that's it at home so cuddling up to that is always a 
the lights. But those are the top two that I really miss. I was like, I miss yeah. cooking in my own kitchen. And I miss finishing that yeah. thick book I left a month ago. I hope I remember oh, what's yeah. happening in that. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cooking and reading. Gosh, I mean, those mm -hmm. are like prime, prime body. activities. For yeah. Me. Yeah, exactly. I see why those, like, if those are your favorite things to do, I see why home's the place for yeah. you, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, you mentioned, you know, you, you, part of what you're reading is, like, design stuff. And, and your job is you are a product designer at Shopify mm -hmm. and, um, you know, which you know, is an awesome job. It's a way to go, like, uh, to, to get to work in product design. Um, I find it, because what I'm, you know, doing this project is thinking about the way people design their home lives, right? Mm -hmm. So how, w when I say, you know, even the phrase design your home life, what comes to mind for you? Yeah, I think there's like two ways about it. I think there's one way to design it physically, right? There are like the physical things you put in your house because you think house, home, all of that. But I think the other way for me is definitely a routine. So I'm a person of routine. Um, actually, this morning I was slowly kicking back up my routine and suddenly I felt like myself again. Um, because there are things that I had to sacrifice. Like for instance... I, I'm the crazy person that goes to the gym at 5 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. Um, oh, no, Matt, you're frozen. Oh, no. Let's see. Oh, no. You. Okay. Well, um, I we, think ha okay. we had a, a brief technical lapse, everybody yes. uh, listening or watching. Um, but all is good and return to normal. So, yeah, uh, the, the physical space and uh, the routines, you know, yes. which is maybe like the, the time space and on some level. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, um, like. Do you, you, you go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to hear more. Um, when I was referring to like the time routine, um, there were pieces of it that I had to let go when I was out in Vancouver and Montreal. Number one, I mean, I could still do it there, but it's not as easy. So for instance, like I am the person that goes to the gym at 5 a.m. in the morning. Like it's just like part of me there. I, and I know the gym perfectly. You could argue that could be my other home. Um, I know exactly which squat rack to go to because at this time, no one's there. And so when I was in Vancouver, I had to get used to like waiting for a squat rack because there was only like one. I had to like change my routine a little bit so I could like walk there, walk back from there. Um, another big thing for me is, so I'm Catholic and something I would really trying to do more is actually go to mass every day um, because it's like the only time I can have quiet in the morning. And so it's like my way of forcing myself to like pray and like and really be with God. And so I could, have, I could technically do that in Montreal and Vancouver. But I would have to find the perfect church that matches my schedule. And so some churches sure. just don't have a mass in the morning. Like they might have it in the evening or they might have it like during my workday when they'll have it at 9 a.m. when I should be logged on to Shopify at 9 a.m. So it's like when I'm at home, it's like perfect. I've fine tuned everything to like fit nicely. And that's home to me, right? Where the things that I really want to do and like fill up my cup are possible. Mm -hmm. That yeah. makes sense. Um, yeah, I... I think it's interesting to think about those routines, you know, like physical exercise, you know, spiritual wellness mm -hmm. and, you know, groundedness and uh, worship and that kind of thing. Like it, that just sounds like, uh, you know, in some ways it sounds like you're trying to find the routines or rhythms that, that can um, enhance like each dimension yeah. of, of who you are. Right. You yeah. know, like here's your physical self, your spiritual self, your relational self with yeah. your family, your relational self with, you know, your fiance and so on. Um, yeah. So would you say more about like the routines and kind of like the ways that they support your, you know, your, your self-development? That's actually a beautiful way you put it, like choosing little bits of everything so that every dimension of your well-being is like improving every day rather than like just choosing, oh, every Sunday is when 
I will go to church or every Sunday is when I can do yoga because every it girl does yoga on a Sunday to reset, right? But imagine if you're just tackling it like bit by bit every day instead of feeling like cramming in all of your rest on the weekend. Um, actually, that's another practice that I'm trying to do is like making sure that on Sunday is purely like no work. So because I do so many things in terms of work, also teaching, um, sometimes, you know, for when I teach, we have to create some social media content. Sometimes Saturdays become my catch-up day. And before I would let that bleed into Sunday, but I actually had a friend, I would ask him, like, what are you doing this Sunday? And he said, I don't know. I said, oh, like, are you doing groceries? He's like, no, that's not allowed. I said, wait, what do you mean? He goes, I only spend it in person with friends or I spend it at home reading a book or I'm just resting. Like, I'm, I'm not going to, he purposely chooses not to, like, even do chores. And so I tried doing that and it actually works, Matt. Because by Monday, <laughs> I'm like, like why do you- by Monday, I'm good. Like, I've really rested. How often do you think that resting is, I thought resting was going on social media and just scrolling. But that's not true rest because you're really like, mm. you're thinking a lot. You just consumed like a thousand different ideas at once. And your brain's like, do you even remember any of that? And you're like, no. But there's a great song that's stuck in my head. But But with Sundays, I implemented like this rest stuff. And on Monday, I feel more like. I know I've been saying the word rest over and over again, but I feel like I could tackle and tackle more again on a Monday. Mm. Yeah. I think this is an interesting theme around rest because that is um, part of, part of what I think home home provides in a very unique way Mm -hmm. is rest. And um, yeah, like when, when you're like trying to really be in like rest mode, (laughs) you know uh, what, what are the things that you do? um, How does that look for you? Definitely, it's spending time with my parents. With my fiance being long distance, we, we usually end up like, hey, we'll watch a movie online together or we'll just talk for hours and hours. But it's really my time to spend. Like, it's, it's social time, it turns out. But, but like appropriate social time. It's not like I'm partying. As a homebody introvert, you know, that's like the worst thing you could do. <laughs> but, Put you in a loud room with a lot of different yeah, people. No, and, not that, yeah. everyone. Um, not as I mentioned before, even Matt, what you said earlier about like tackling these dimensions like through the daily life. I think because I've made sure to tackle like my physical health as well as my spiritual health um my career and like what i do in terms of creative stuff because that stuff has touched evenly or properly in the weekdays i can shamelessly just rest and spend time with people on sundays because they go to work so yes i work from home but i'm like the only body in here between like eight to six so i kind of make up for the social stuff especially with my loved ones on sundays which which is beautiful for me because otherwise I would have, I would rather spend it with them than be on my phone scrolling. Right. So. Sure. Sure. You, you mentioned uh, like the phone is actually, you know, the, the scrolling phone, social media, you know, black hole that all of us fall into all the time. Right. As actually being detrimental to rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you think that is? Um, I don't know. Why do you think it is that way? Plus like, how does that affect you when you do fall into those holes? I mean, unfortunately I am not a psychologist. <laughs> maybe in another life but i was i mean i've heard things about it you know i mean your attention span how much can you really understand in the moment actually a very good book that i read as a homebody you may have heard of it stolen focus i lost the author but stolen focus he just talks about um how all of the technology that we've created has essentially robbed us of what our true capacity to focus as humans and you can even see it in the discussions that we have with people how we tackle problems our inability to focus in other ways of life, for example, in social media, because there's like new content every like, well, how long is a TikTok? I think 
max 30 seconds. There has to be something brand new every 30 seconds. Our brain just doesn't know how to focus longer for 30 seconds. If you're having a tough argument with your spouse and it's for more than 30 seconds, can your brain focus on the problem at hand, <laughs> better, right? right? I hope so. Yeah. But I think his yeah. thesis is like, because we've trained ourselves to have such short attention spans, we're missing out on these other moments where we could really focus and invest our thinking and, and energy into producing like better outcomes. And I was like, that's a fair thesis because I see yeah, it. That's interesting. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, now you, you are a product designer, designer for an e-commerce company, company, mm-hmm. you know, e-commerce tech company. And you're, you're, you're trying to design a product for the internet, you know, for technology and people's phones and whatnot in order to help it be, you know, functional and solve a problem for people and all of that. Right. Um, now I, I think it's interesting, this conversation around tech with a person who works in tech, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way tech, uh, interacts with home life. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. What, what connections do you see between, you know, your work in tech product design and, uh, you know, this this homebody uh, want to rest part of you? Hmm. I think when I when this topic comes up, I, I definitely had to force myself to reflect on, do I want to be part of that? I guess that power, right? Do I really want to contribute to the crazy attention span stealing products? I mean, I personally do not, right? I really had to talk to myself and figure out, Ali, you have these creative abilities. Like, where do you want to, like, use it? In the words of, oh, shoot, I'm going to butcher it. <laughs> I'm just thinking of Uncle Ben, Spider-Man. With great <laughs> yeah. power comes great responsibility. <laughs> That's the one, yep. <laughs> I was like, can I even remember it and say it on the spot? Um, <laughs> I, I think about that, right? Because we, we can all choose how we, we use our, our talents and all that stuff. Um, and so there's that one piece of it where I'm thinking, Am I using this to really better someone? Personally, for me, social media is not it for me. I'll just say it out there. But the reason why I joined Shopify was I love a local business. I love self-starters like what you're doing, Matt. And so I was like, you know what? Um, I want to help those people out because these people go through. It's tough opening a store, a business. It's tough. Or any project. Uh, you 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 invest your life into it, hoping that it can grow into what you envision it to be. And I said, I'd rather help those people out in whatever way I can. So if it means being in tech and being a product designer to help people live out their dreams in that sense, that's much better for me. So hmm. I guess all I'm trying to say is there comes a point in every tech person's life where they really have to reflect, like, is this really like, are these the people I want to help? Am I, do I really want to be part of this story? And luckily, books like Stolen Focus, or there's another book called um, Ruined by Design. That's also very good. Um, just thinks about design ethics. Um, and I read that earlier on in my career. And so I said, okay, like I have to figure out my values and where I want to go. So yeah, that's a, that's a tangent, but I mean, <laughs> no, I haven't, I, fa- I, if I could find a product that's all about the home, I mean, like, I'm sure I can thermostats, security cameras, <laughs> there's probably all sorts the of furbo thing for the dog, you know, those are apps <laughs> for the home. Yeah. Yeah. There's all sorts of, yeah, that's wild. Oh man. Um, yeah, uh, gosh, I, I was, thanks for just kind of going down that path with me because I was just curious because it, I think it is something that a lot of people wrestle with in their own way, like their relationship with technology. But I think as a person who's part of the process of designing the technology that we're all using, you probably have to work at it on a different level, which is, I'm glad that you're reading a book on like the ethics of mm-hmm. te- technology and design, right? Like, yeah. um, that's great. I think for the longest time, people thought, I thought it was just up to me that it'll be, as a user, I just had to set my screen limit and be like, yes, the power is back in my hands. 
these tech products don't have a hold on me. But I personally think they don't really do the work. Like, I think we still have to go back to the companies and the designers and the developers and be like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think we need your help to slow us down um, because you are more powerful than us. That algorithm is just, yeah. So I, I hope yeah, yeah. everyone can just pause. And you know, at the end of the day, if they're like, no, this is what I choose to do, then I'll be like, then so be it. You, you've chosen it. But at least we've all paused right. and like reflected and understood what we're about to take on. Yeah, and, you, and flex your freedom in that direction mm-hmm, if you want. For but, sure. You know, like the importance is like uh, to even have the awareness, as you and I were talking and about. And intention. That, like, oh, you, you get to choose mm-hmm. to to get the dopamine hits and be distracted by technology endlessly. Yeah. And what does that do? Does that produce the thing that you want? Or do you want to, um, you know, slow down and cook a cook a meal that you get to save her and, um, you know, be in your home and read a book? Or, yeah. Uh, and ultimately, I think we we put those in balance in a way that is functional exactly. for us, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, this, thanks for, uh, you know, engaging that, um, slight, slight, uh, you know, hard right turn now. Um, so, um, I, I kind of want to play like something of a game with you getting this like product design state of mind that yeah. I know you can pop right into. Um, one of the questions I'm asking people is like when home life goes sideways, what's happening for you, which is kind of a, a way to investigate what are those like pain points around mm-hmm. home life that, that you might run into? Um, sideways. I'm trying to imagine what the worst i mean okay i have to think of a moment when life went sideways at home i got covid during christmas yeah. so that's like side as sideways as you can get this was supposed to be the first christmas for a lot of people in toronto where we could shamelessly go to people's houses um for i think in 2020 we were locked down i think 2021 we were only allowed like 10 five people something like that um so this year for 20 2022 so previous we were finally just allowed to go like just go but then I got COVID <laughs> and then I gave it to my brother, you know? Um, oh, no. So what made it sideways was like, this is finally the time I can go out um, and participate in the social aspect of spending time with people, celebrating Christmas um, and I had to be trapped in my room. Um, my mom would have to bring down food for us. So I couldn't even like get the drinks I wanted. Like I wanted to make cold brew because I was craving cold brew. I couldn't even do that. They wouldn't let me go upstairs. Um, and so what I'm trying to say is home life goes sideways <laughs> when the, the place that you're supposed to be able to be yourself couldn't even be that. Mm-hmm. Right. I couldn't do and, the habits like I wanted to do or the things that get, brought me joy. Yeah. I could not even do that in my own home, which was supposed to be the place to do that. Yeah. And since what I hear, like you're, you know, the things that you love most about home are things like cooking and socializing, connecting with family okay. and all of that for there to be this really clear barrier of your health and COVID. Yeah. Right. Um, that gets in the way, um, you know, I, I, I get how that would be annoying for one thing, but also just disappointing, right? Oh, yeah. Like to have like that at that moment where it seems like, oh, we've been waiting for this moment for things to be open yes. in, a, in a Christmas season and everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like if product design wise, if your user had a goal, I could not do any of my goals. I just was stuck. I couldn't even reco- like recover from trying to like try again to go outside. You can't. You're, you're stuck. <laughs> yeah. You're just waiting for that COVID test to change. And the worst part now is I was full energy. Like I wasn't sick, sick. Like I was like, Too bad. I could have, I, I wanted to go for a walk. Like luckily we had a treadmill downstairs. I was on the treadmill. <laughs> but, because I was just like, I have so much energy and time and I can't even. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> That's too bad. Gosh. Um, so, uh, well, first of all, I'm sorry that happened to you. That's a bummer. Um, uh, the uh, I'm glad you bounced back, and mm-hmm. also that it didn't hit you too bad. So that's that's very good news. Um, now, getting this like 
you know, our game being this product design state of mind. So we're talking about how like, you know, some of your objectives, hopes, goals that you would have for your home are things like socializing, cooking and, and so on and so forth. This gets in the way. Um, it seems like you actually kind of did design, self-design some solutions there for you mm -hmm. uh, to get by. It's, it's not as great as yeah. what you wanted, but um, what sort of state of mind did you have to be in in order to find those solutions? I think one, I just had to accept where I was, right? Um, I think there's two parts to it. The beauty of it is at least my brother got it too. So at least we got to hang out. Um, so it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Um, but that also meant like, hey, if I'm always stuck at home, uh, because, or at least in my room because of COVID, there were certain things I already did with my phone anyways. For instance, calling my fiance was easy. Um, that meant like just doing what we usually do times 10. So watching more movies together, watching more yeah. shows together, right? Um, and so I just had to be like, okay, what are, what's within my power here? Um, and I just reminded myself, this is rest. So going back to this idea of like, of rest. So during this time I had just started at Shopify. So December 5th, I started and then we went on holidays. So the, the company went on vacation. So in a way I was like, this is actually pretty genius during the holidays. It sucks that I can't go out, but you know, sometimes with the seasons of Christmas, like you get caught up in. I have to drive here, see families, family here, make sure all the gifts are bought. Like you even get wrapped up in that stress. And so some ways COVID also forced me to be like, no, no, no. You're going to celebrate Christmas at home. You, should, you probably have to live stream everything. But but now I really had to like focus on what, on what I had, right? Instead of being distracted by traffic, snow. <laughs> yeah. Um, social yeah. demands of being in groups of 17 where I'm like, oh. As an introvert, that's too much. <laughs> too many, too many. 17 is your threshold, huh? Uh, so I I think like the, the mindset that I'm hearing in that is like acceptance. Mm -hmm. Also some level of appreciation for what opportunities yeah. were created by, yeah. you know, by the sideways, by the, by the issue, right? Um, kind of being grateful for what was there, yeah. this opportunity to connect with your brother and talk with your fiance mm -hmm. more and so on. Like, And if your well, home is really your home, it should have enough of what brings you like i guess peace right like i hope that so eventually i'm gonna have to, we're planning to move out next year my fiance and i and live together and i'm thinking like i tell him i'm like ian i would love to build a home that we love um because you know there are times where some people do, don't have a home they love whether it's because of yeah. personal reasons or just because it's not exactly like the way they designed it right yeah. or how they yeah. imagined it to be they just couldn't make it come into fruition um and so all i can hope is that anyone out there, even if they're stuck at home, that there's still elements of it that they just love at home. So. Yeah, that's, that's great. And, and hopefully not just for like homebody types, but a person who wants to like be out and about, all the mm -hmm. time, they would come home to a place that they're like, oh, I love this place. Yeah. Not like, yeah. 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 That's great. Um, and also uh, if you're interested in like designing a home life that you love, I've got the podcast for you. <laughs> so, um, so oh, really? Yeah. Um, you happen to be on it right now. Oh, great. So, uh, so, uh, this is great. So um, speaking of like that home life that you love, when home life's just going tip top, prime, you're in love with it. Everything's perfect. It feels like, you know, uh, heavenly, you know, like, would you describe that? What's happening? Um, you know, what's that ideal situation look like? Mm -hmm. So I would say it's definitely a mix. I'm like, I have to close my eyes to imagine. <laughs> great. Like <laughs> um, so home. I think number one, I would have to hear my, my mom in the kitchen. Um, I think my mom is a fantastic cook. I can only aspire to be like her. Um, 
I, I should start. I mean, I always cook. Anyways, that's besides the point. Um, sometimes she gets into these grooves where she's just making a lot of food. She loves to feed people. And um, just hearing her in the kitchen just constantly allows me like mom is up and is in her element. Love that. Mm. Uh, and so for me, that is home. Just knowing that like she's there, she's in her element and I'm probably going to eat something beautiful later. I think the second part is obviously a, cl- a clean home. Um, I am now blessed with my father. He's a fantastic person who like he's taught me a lot of cleaning techniques. Um, and so I know that uh, clutter is put away and that I can participate in that, of course. I'm not saying I'm spoiled, everyone. I also do the cleaning and the cooking in this house. Uh, I'm just saying, if it was like, you know, I just came home from a vacation or something, what does home look like? Um, and clutter plays a big deal in my mind space. I'm sure with other folks too. I don't know, Matt, if you feel the same way, but organized clutter is preferred than, than any clutter. Um, and of course, it's just like filling up a home with the things I love, right? With the people I love. So whether it's my family, friends, or just like the items that, that calm me down, AKA my books, my bed, <laughs> my plants. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's really like the relationships with yeah. people that you love and trust your family who you have a great relationship with. It sounds like, uh, you know, good food, a decluttered living environment, okay. having some of the possessions that you treasure. Like, yeah good books and so on yeah i used to think that like possessions were like a bad thing this was when like minimalism was like popping like everyone yeah, wanted right, to right. only own like three black shirts right um but recently <laughs> but recently um so when i was in vancouver i was in a neighborhood with a lot of local boutiques and i when no one else when i was on my own like i had a friday after work and i said you know what i'm just gonna walk up and down this street for those listening interested this is just i'm just talking about main street Main Street and Mount Pleasant. Um, and there, it's full of a lot of consignment stores, thrift stores, but also like small businesses. And so me, being a person that works at Shopify, I can't help but be like, what do they use here? <laughs> do they use a Shopify <laughs> system? Research, yeah. yeah, yeah, some sort of research. But also at the same time, like I would find stores that just buy from other local artists. So I'm currently in a phase where I am obsessed with soap, like bar soap and plates, like serving plates. <laughs> very particular i think it's because i know i can use them for a long time um and so one time i was walking and then i just walked into this place um her name is kate metten or metten i'm not sure if i pronounced her last name right but she makes ceramics and it turns out i was in her studio slash store so it's a tiny little store where i would say about 60 percent of it is actually like her studio so when you go in she's actually making ceramics um, so if you need something from her, she'll have to wash her hands and go up to you. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful. That's um, impressive. It's oh, so impressive. And and I can't help but be like, first of all, I love her stuff. And second of all, I now not only have a plate that I love that I could use to to host with or like serve food with, but I also have the story and a personal connection. So I used to think, once again, possessions were just things that you like accumulate because you wanted it or that TikTok showed you you needed it. But lately I've been really shifting to like, what does this item remind me of? Do I have a cool story behind it? Other than it fitting my dinner party fantasies. But like, um, now I could be like, oh, I bought this thing from um, an artist in Vancouver. And I remember visiting her, I think twice. Um, and she would tell me like, oh, come back next week. I have something else coming in. All that stuff. I even talked to her about her website. If she should go to Shopify. Like, I didn't do that on purpose, Matt. I wasn't walking around yeah. trying to connect <laughs> people, but... But now I have a personal story, right? Um, I know who made this item and I get to have it at home. 
Yeah. So that's what I meant by like possessions that you love because it's like, oh, these things actually mean things to me, not just something I bought off Amazon. But yeah. Yeah. These, they're, they're storied and yeah. you know, they've, they've got some sort of sentiment connected to them. Mm-hmm. And, and like, you know, people, people downplay the, the value of sentimental value. Yes. Right. I used yeah. to downplay it, but now I'm all about it. Mm. Yeah. It's <laughs> great. Um, okay. Uh, I want to ask another question that's, um, you know, we've kind of touched on a little bit already, but if there's any uh, kind of rituals, habits, uh, rhythms that are normal for you in your home uh, that you do in order to kind of like uh, help you be at your best, uh, what are those, you know, usual rituals or habits or rhythms that you do? Yeah. I would say on a daily basis, once again, going to the gym first thing in the morning is huge for me. Um, I find that if I don't go and just like, it's the hardest thing in my day, right? I can sit all day in front of the computer, but making me lift all that weight could be hard. Um, and so just accomplishing something that early in the morning, um, it really just shows me like, oh my gosh, I'm capable of doing hard things. Like if I am capable of doing that this morning, who knows what I could do later, <laughs> Right. Um, So that's one. And then I would say two on a daily basis, some sort of like daily prayer is important to me. So I mentioned earlier, whether it's going to church for mass or just reflecting. So I'm a big journaling person. Um, I actually made a mistake. This is what I knew this is important. So when I was in Vancouver, I purposely did not pack my journal because I was like, oh, it's another thing in my carry on. I already have all these things like I don't need it. It was awful, Matt. Like. I had to like, because being a person that loves to reflect, I don't know if you've heard of the temperaments, but I'm a huge no. like, um, so there's four temperaments. It's like melancholy, sanguine. Oh, I see. Yeah, like the classical. The classical like, ones. Era yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a hardcore melancholy. Like I, before my, Myers-Briggs existed in my life, I heard about that one first and I was like, easy. That is me. <laughs> so I'm a, a person that loves to reflect. Like, I think that's why I, I love conversations like this. Um, reflection is, is a huge part of my day. And so whether it's spiritual reflection, aka by through prayer, or just really like journaling and processing, it makes such a huge difference in my day as well. Um, hmm. Because there's so many things to be thankful for, so many things to realize how far you've come. Um, and sometimes you just have so many things in your head that you're like, what am I thinking about? Like, what is it really, what is the ache in my heart right now that's gnawing at me? What is it? And once I figure that out, or at least once I try to figure that out during the day, there's at least some sort of like, okay, things are falling into place. There, things are piecing together that now I can be more open to work or maybe like people around me, whether it's mentoring, teaching, or being with family and friends. So those two on a daily basis, huge for me. That's cool. Yeah. So if, if the gym time and lifting heavy weights is like, okay, I can accomplish hard things and you know, I've got a win under my belt. Now let's get on with the day. This other side that is kind of like the opposite. It's not like about physical strenuous, you know, work. It's, it's actually about like, slowness, stillness, reflection, yeah. things like prayer and journaling, um, almost like a fully internal mental, yeah. you know, uh, exp- experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. And those things add up to kind of a, a well-rounded, I'm open to my day, to my work, to the people around me. Yeah. That's really cool. And what's crazy is like, if that all done before like 9am, <laughs> mm. I don't know if I'll ever have this luxury again. Perhaps this is what it means to work from home and also like not have children yet. So you sure. can tell me later on how to rearrange my schedule to fit those. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll have lots to say about what yeah. it's like to shift to life with the kids. We'll talk again later. That'll be like season four of home life or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Chat. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Well, um, as we're wrapping up here, Ali, I just want to say thank you for, you know, being such an awesome interviewer and being open thank as you me. are. Um, I would have expected nothing less than for you to be open and with a little extra wit. And uh, so, yeah, thank you for participating in this. Um, for folks who want to be connected with you, hear more about what you're doing, you know, what are you working on and how can people be connected to you? I'd say the fastest way, I mean, people don't just have to connect to me for like career purposes. I know a bulk reach out to me for that. But um, after this, feel free to talk about anything else that amuses you. Um, Instagram is great. So I am at, at aliang.co, but I know Matt will send that out more efficiently. Um, so my Instagram DMs are always open. Whether you want to talk about tech, if you want to further that discussion, or if you're looking to switch careers, I am a career switcher. So I always love to share that experience with others. But um, yeah, feel free to reach out to there. We can chat about anything. Yeah. Awesome. Gosh, that's quite the invite, Ali. So I hope some people pick you up on that. Yeah. Um, as Ali said, I'll I'll put these her you know her contact info and whatnot that she provides to me in a, a simple link in the show notes of this, so you can access it super easily. And um, yeah, that, that's the plan. So as we're wrapping up, here's some quick reminders. This podcast, Home Life for Extraordinary Impact, is a project coming out of Home Life Design Lab, like which is my kind of main thrust. Me and me and my wife are really on this mission to help 100 million people design a home that they love. And that's an audacious number of people. And that's what we're shooting for. And um, and what we're doing is uh, having interviews like this, but also taking these interviews, you know, splicing them up, analyzing them, interpreting them, distilling the insights in such a way that it becomes super easy for you to understand, but also then, you know, apply to your life so that you could um, make it just that little bit much more delightful for you. So uh, that's the plan. And you can read all about that on the newsletter at homelifedesignlab.com. So Go check that out. Sign up. There's an option to become a premium subscriber to that, which will get you more access. Uh, you know, it'll also be a way for you to pay to support this whole big audacious project. And also you can become a premium subscriber to this podcast. Again, more content and a way to support this process. So hope you've enjoyed listening to this. Thank you again, Ali, for being an awesome guest. And uh, until next time, everybody. Bye.